We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 100,000 apply. The FBI Academy is life and death. Only 1,200 get in. He's a total golden boy. You know the director himself wrote his recommendation? And one will become... A massive explosion rocked the city this morning. Our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, 10, 9 central on ABC. Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, AfterBuzz fans. Welcome back to another After Show for Public Morals Season 1, Episode 5, A Token of Our Appreciation. I'm your host, Roxy Stryer, and I've got two beautiful ladies across the table for me. I'm feeling like I'm letting the good times roll right now just by looking at you guys. I've got Christina Kaplan. Hi, guys. What's up? You can tweet me at Tina Cap or follow me on Instagram. Same handle, at Tina Cap. And on a couple. Hey, y'all. You can follow me at Couple for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. I'm feeling really happy about Ladies Night right now. We're going to rock the show. Yeah, we are. I, I feel it. I'm really feeling it. Uh, you guys can find us at AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzzTV, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you are, we're there too. What oh, sounds creepy when I say it like that? Wherever you are, <laughs> we're there too. Just like public morals. Uh, and always, you can find me at Roxy Stryer. But I want to get right into this episode. Overall thoughts. How do we feel? We're five episodes deep. That's half the season. So how, how are we feeling so far? I really like where we're going with a lot of these storylines. And I feel obviously there's much, much, much to be revealed still. Um, but I'm happy with where we're at after five episodes for sure. I'm finally able to recognize characters by at least one of their names. <laughs> they do, they have a name and then they go by their last name sometimes and then they also have a nickname, have a nickname yeah. and then they also have a title in the police force. Like they, I get that. Yeah. I absolutely feel that. You're like Sal and I'm like, no moose. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait, wait but, but he's Sally. No Sal. Yeah. No moose. No what? Yeah. Is that Sally? No, no, different one. Yeah. Um, but I'm loving that because as I, as I said last time, I'm really invested in all of these characters. So I want to know their names and it, it makes it more realistic. I go yeah. by 15 different names. You just don't know all of them yet. Fifteen, really? Honestly, like I would know. I would certainly know. <laughs> she rolled her eyes. She's like, "You're not that smooth. You're not as smooth as Smitty is." Although, actually, I guess he's not that smooth tonight because oh, he's not. But you know what? I feel like I feel like I gained some serious insight into him. But start us off, please. No, I, I, how can I stop that? Okay, What's so, the insight. Okay, so you know, like every time I see him, I feel like, why is he so nervous? Do they trust him or don't they? Why is he so weird? Why is he? 
does he have some sort of deeper involvement? Did he kill these guys? Which team is he on? Right. Yeah. He should not be this anxious. He doesn't have a poker face. You need to have a poker face with these guys. But then when he had that scene with his wife and he almost breaks down in tears. He's like, I told you you would do right to stick with me. I wasn't going to be a loser forever. I wasn't going to be nothing forever. And it's like, it, it made sense to me that he was coming from this place of insecurity. Like, he just never felt like he belonged there. He just never felt like he was entitled to have that, uh, to be uh, Joe Patton's right-hand man. You know, he just never felt good enough. And I was like, oh, this makes sense now. It makes sense why he's so uncomfortable. I absolutely agree that it it all clicked for me why Smitty is the way he is, but it still hasn't clicked for me why Mr. Patton wants Smitty to be his man over his son. That's the part, the piece that I feel like we're still missing. I know the son says that he's always um, done wrong in his father's eyes, but what if Smitty doesn't feel like he belongs, then why do other people feel like he does? It's just an insecurity? Is it the way he was raised? Deep-rooted issue? Or what do we think's going on? I think it's definitely a personal issue with Smitty. I don't think that um, anyone else necessarily picks up on, picks up on it, or if they do, it's not they don't see it as an issue. I think that Mr. Patton sees Rusty as just a loose cannon. Clearly, we see that mm-hmm. every single episode. He wouldn't be he wrong. He doesn't really, you know, think before he acts. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. And to be in charge of the whole, you know, section that they've that he's left to Smitty, it comes with a lot of responsibility. And I just think that Mr. Patton doesn't think that Rusty can handle it and keep things smooth and operating. You gotta be a big picture guy to right. be taking over, right? And 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 Rusty is not at all. He just he comes from a very emotional place. He has a lot of rage, he has a lot of resentments and He's acting from those places, which it doesn't make sense business-wise. And, and there are a couple of calls to that about this is business, this is business throughout and throughout the season, but in in particular this episode. So I I, uh, I think that was I don't know just interesting because because he does come from such an emotional place. It just has no place uh, in the business world. I agree. It's interesting too because Rusty was probably handed things his entire life. You know, he's got this dad who is a big baller and I think Smitty's probably had to work for it a lot more. So he, he isn't as secure in his position. He, his blood ties aren't as strong and he really has had to prove himself every step of the way, which is why I kind of left feeling bad for him tonight. He finally is getting the things that he always thought would make him the cool kid at the table, the popular guy, the one who gets the girl, the one who makes her proud. So he he's getting this new car. He's bringing home the fur for her. Uh, he goes into Mr. Patton's and he's like, hey, we're really going to take you all the way. We're going to do right by you. And then by the end of it all, he finally doesn't even get to live his dream because he gets murdered. Yeah. Is there any chance that Rusty's dad is aware of the fact that Rusty is going to whack Smitty and that they're in cahoots or no way. I don't think so. I think Rusty resents his father a lot 
for things that we don't know about in his past, but also for the fact that he chose Smitty over him in the first place. Yeah. So I don't think that his dad has anything, knows anything about that. Um, I also think, back to Smitty real quickly, I wanted to say that I think also part of his issue is that I think he was comfortable in that right-hand man position. I don't think he's ever been that top dog in his life. So that probably added in or, uh, you know, attributed to the anxiety and kind of nervousness that he was always showing was because, okay, now you're the one that's making the calls. You're the one that's making the decisions. You're the top dog. And I just don't think he was comfortable in that position either. Yeah, I, I think that's true. But if we had given him a little time, maybe he would have been comfortable. Right. We He's not going to get that time now because Rusty, as you said, he's a loose cannon. But he also is like a, a little power hungry right not a little bit very power hungry by the end of this episode he's sitting there saying we're gonna take over new york Uh, we're gonna go get the italians we're going to every side of town i don't care what's going on and red is kind of just backing him what do you think about red right now what are we thinking about tommy i mean what's his place in all this is his loyalty to rusty is it to rusty's dad why is he sticking by this kid who he says is crazier than he was at his age? You know, I think he has his... First of all, I think that that Rusty is acting from a very entitled place. And I think that Red... spoiled Brad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I sat there for seven years and now it's my time. Well, I'm sure you did something to land yourself in prison. It's not like, and now you're owed the business. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Red has his own agenda. I'm not sure what it is yet maybe it's for him to take over the business maybe he's maybe papa joe has sent him in to yeah let the kid destroy himself and and get himself murdered and take out all these other guys in the meantime but i think red has his own agenda and is not on rusty's side i'm gonna make a bold prediction Ooh, we can't even save it till the end we gotta hear i know i'm sorry (laughs) because it relates to this exactly i think that red is really rusty's dad and maybe that's why he's kind of just sticking with him through kind of being his support system. Does Red know and Rusty knows? Or Red we... knows, Rusty doesn't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm Does guessing. Does Mr. Patton know? Yeah. Ooh. And so that's another reason why Mr. Patton's kind of like... I love the bold predictions yeah. here. Yeah, that I don't know. Good. Because if you really think about it, what what is Rusty's, I mean, uh, Red's motive for just kind of taking a back seat and helping Rusty kill all these people. Well, what I was thinking is that Red was going to let Rusty do all the dirty work, and then Red was going to, after Rusty took care of all of the other problems, Red was going to take care of Rusty. Well, clearly Red's getting his hands dirty as well. We saw that tonight when he shot Sully. Yeah, he did. He did shoot Sully, but it wasn't as mess. It was quick. It was done. It wasn't the same as strangling somebody, like putting in all the, yeah. Yeah. You know, he went to the car, he shot him, it was done. So I I don't know. I think that there's going to be definitely more to that story. I think people that are that power hungry aren't really willing to rise to the top with somebody else. I can't picture Rusty and Red staying on the same page forever. At one point, somebody's going to deviate. Somebody's got to die, which is another thing about this show. This show, it's pulling like a Game of Thrones or whatever. They'll kill anybody. They don't care. They're going to kill anybody. That's why we started with so many characters, because we're killing them all off. Yeah. But that's what makes the show so good. Because you never know what's going to happen. If you had asked me at the beginning of the episode if Smitty was going to die, I would have said, Smitty's going to be in season six. 
Like, right. he's one of the main characters. Um, Sully, I was a little more like, okay, he's, uh, he's less tied in with every storyline, but Smitty, we've been focusing on him for so long, dead. Yep. Which is, is really cool. I mean, I did like the character, but it was, it's what makes it exciting. I wonder who's gonna go next week. We're gonna get a big death every week until oh, Terry's the only one left. Maybe. And maybe that's my bold prediction. Yeah. I'm, I didn't predict that everyone's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> that, that everyone's going to die. Uh, okay, so that's what's going on there. Um, I, I still, I don't know how the family ties are going to, why is Anna laughing at me all the time? Because uh, of my bull predictions? Um, no, 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 no. But I just, it was, it reminded me of this awesome preview that I saw for this new show, Quantico, that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's an amazing new show. It's called Quantico. It's on Sunday, September 27th. That's where it first airs. It's a series premiere of ABC's highly anticipated new drama. So it's called Quantico. Quantico is where the FBI trains their top recruits. Over 100,000 young people apply, and only 1,200 get in, which is a very small amount. They're the smartest, strongest, and have the best skills, and now they must live and train together under one roof. But everything changes when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America, and the FBI discovers its greatest fear that one of their top Quantico recruits is a terrorist. Which one's behind it all and becomes a traitor? It's an edge-of-your-seat drama with twist after twist after twist. Priyanka Chopra stars in one of television's top new shows of the fall, so don't miss the series premiere of Quantico. It's on Sunday, September 27th at 10, 9 central on ABC. That's Quantico, Sunday, September 27th, 10, 9 central on ABC. ABC. Sounds like fans of this show would really like that show, actually. I think it's going to be the blonde. The, that's the person that you think's a terrorist? Yeah. Oh, you you just always, you have a thing against blondes, it sounds like. Totally. Yeah, come over to the dark side. You know you want to come back, Christina Kaplan. No, I love my hair. This color, actually. <laughs> I, I love it, too. You yeah, look gorgeous. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> moving, thank you. moving on to somebody that also is blonde that I'm really having a lot of fun with on the show. Oh, my God. What a seamless transition that was. Oh, Fortune. Especially when you stopped to say how seamless that was. Oh, yeah. but then did you like how I just cha-chinged for Fortune because it was a seamless... Oh, oh yeah. God. See, when you do something worth calling out, like, if, if I had said that and then you guys had called me out for doing a seamless transition, it would have made me look like less of an asshole. So let's try to do that. Like, if you make the cha-ching, I'll try to compliment you. If I do something good, you'll compliment me. And then everybody will love us a little more. Public okay. morals. You know yeah. how it goes? Uh, so... <laughs> And then Alexis helps us out in the booth, and we all look great. So we got Fortune here, um, and she needs some help. Fortune always needs some help. It seems like she just can't do anything by herself except for um, sleep with men. So uh, and, and clearly not be a school teacher anymore. Which, by the way, I totally fell for the fact that she was still a school teacher. I was not seeing that one coming, and now I kind of feel like a, a jerk off. Yeah. Did you guys think that she was still a school teacher? I did, but then once it was revealed, I was like, well, duh. Do you think was- she ever was a school teacher? Maybe. Well, she said she was. She had the card as though she was, but there was no reason to doubt it for us, frankly, because yeah. it was like, why introduce this? Well, because you're not trying to sleep with her, so there was no reason to like double check it in your mind. Oh, is this a, a lie she's saying to get me into bed? Right, and I'm not trying to arrest her either. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, looking back to, oh, okay, sure, of course she was lying. She knows how to like play. She knows how to read men, right? That's part of her job, and, and so she's she knows- reading Charlie well, yeah, really well, and yeah. so well that. Kid is about to get himself in so much trouble. What is he doing? Well, yeah, he's trying to be like a pro bono pimp. 
he I don't even think that if you asked him it's true though like he doesn't want money but he's like I'll help pimp you out basically is what he did I feel like he has no idea that that's what he's doing like he's he he's, the he's, least, her, yeah. he's the least <laughs> self-aware human being of all time here he's like listen let me help you and she's like well, what are you asking she loves <laughs> I do like, the pro bono pimp thing still yeah. yeah it really is what it is like she's he's like let me help you and she's like how are you going to do that and he's like well uh, she's like what are you gonna like sell what percentage he's like no i, I just want to help you so not only are you her pimp but you're her pimp for free or what's gonna happen early prediction is that you're gonna be her pimp and she's gonna be sleeping with you well, so actually or you'll not- get jealous and then that will cause a whole issue not until after he sleeps with her i think he's gonna sleep with her and then be like now you've slept with me now you can't sleep with other people. She's going to be like, hey, not unless you pay me. And then what is he going to do I there? I mean, does he, like, look at her and think this is wifey material? I mean, it's sad because he seems so lonely mm-hmm. when he's just like, well, I don't know. Because he's like, well, she asked what kind of payment are you looking for? What sort of, what is this arrangement going to be? And he's like, well, I don't know. It's it's very sad. Like, he clearly just wants some sort of companionship. Which I understand. He lives at home with his mom. And his children. So he's he has lost sort of, someone or something's happened. Right. So he has this, not only does he have the loss, but he also has this living arrangement where he's sort of in between, I think they call it like sandwich families, where he hmm. he has this sort of responsibility of taking care of his, his mother and his children, and it doesn't leave a lot of room for him to have his own um, personal life. So I get the loneliness, uh, but she's just not the one. She's not the one, Charlie. Or, or is she? And this is going to be the guy that she changes for? Because I'm pretty sure that's what he's thinking in his head. Even if he won't admit it out loud, I think he's sitting there thinking, all right, I got to help her. I got to help her because eventually this is going to be my wife. Like, I I don't think even on a conscious level, but somewhere deep down, I think he believes that she is the one. Yeah, I think he thinks that maybe nobody has ever tried to help her or no one has ever gone out on a limb for her in the past. And guys have always treated her poorly and that maybe by him showing this compassion, showing this, you know, true care to help her and to help better her life is going to be like, ding, oh, wow, this guy cares about me, I should be with him. He he has, he's feeling a little bit of that white knight syndrome and and I don't, I, I don't want to make generalizations, not all men, but a lot of men need to be needed or they like to feel needed and and clearly I, I, that's what's happening here he loves the rescue it's the reason it's on the show and honestly it gives me deja vu because another another show we uh, cover together Ray Donovan we have a very similar situation happening right now where there is somebody who's sleeping with other men and the, and the guy wants her to stop or wants to swoop in and help uh, that's why it's depicted on television because I feel like it happens so often where these women they are independently making money somehow she obviously is doing it using her body. Um, and men come in and they, they look at that and they want to save them. They will, and even if he doesn't know that's what he's doing, that's exactly what he's trying to do. Um, and people are getting nervous about it. The people that are looking out for him are seeing that this can't be good. Uh, it's just interesting to me that so many, that the people in his life are talking about it to each other, but nobody's really addressing it with him at this point. Right. And I wonder how long that will last for. I think Terry will say something to him in the next episode. Yeah, because would he have said something if uh, the captain hadn't told him to? No. I yeah. think now that the captain has spoken to him about it, um, and Terry understands more of the situation, I think he'll, I think he'll talk to him in his Terry way, like, 
so what what's going on with uh, that girl, you know? Is that your Terry impression? Yeah, that's my Edward's that's Terry voice. Yes. Edward, we're so sorry. Her, no. her face made it look like I did a good job. Oh, did it? That was my good job face? The people on iTunes probably thought that that was my good job face. I'm telling you, it was not. Switch over to YouTube. Check out my what is that, Christina? No, it's actually way better than I could have done. So, yeah. Well, no, you and I both have that raspy voice, so we can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, I respectfully too. disagree. <laughs> okay. That's, that's exactly uh, what You know what? Thinking. It's the effort that matters. That counts. Moving on to something <laughs> that was a strange coincidence. Um, and that's the fact that Fortune is coming to Charlie. She doesn't initially want him. She, she wasn't... Or maybe she was planning this whole thing. We don't know. But it doesn't seem like she knew that Charlie would inevitably know who the madam was. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's saying, do you know anything about this? And he's saying, I'll check it out for you. Um, And you guys light bulb immediately. Yeah, that uh, Madame Latour is the captain's girlfriend. And we met her, I want to say two episodes ago from O'Bannon's Wake. Yeah. And uh, she, I don't know that there, are they... Official? Well, I don't know if they're like has he boyfriend girlfriend or maybe he just he goes to her out of instead of like choosing one of the women at her house because the captain does make the comment to Terry. uh, Charlie doesn't want to get involved with that kind of woman. Believe me, I know. Yeah, like he. So that's so interesting. I'm not well versed in the madam world, but I feel like who he's in love with, if it is madam, isn't that. The, I would assume she's not sleeping with other people. Maybe she is. I don't know. Um, my understanding is that madams are a form of pimp and that they don't sleep with the clients. However, they are like steeped in this world of men are a commodity. Mm-hmm. So um, I am sure that her relationship with the captain is, is very different than any other one he's had before. Got so, it. But- yeah, and maybe her relationship is not as pure, I guess you want to say, as the captain's, whereas she's thinking, if I stay close with him, he's not going to come, I don't know, I mean, close down my house. Our house is legal in that time? I don't think so. No. Yeah, so he's thinking, like, <laughs> I'm not, She's. he's not going to come bust me and I can keep having my business and make money. Right. She could totally be using him. Right, right. Um, and he, and he I mean, either he is aware. That, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's an interesting coincidence and I, I wonder if there's any way that Fortune knew that Charlie would have had this connection to her and all along she wanted Charlie to say she, that he would protect her. And this was her angle. She might be very smart. This might have been what she was planning the whole time. Thoughts? I don't know. I think it'd be pretty hard for her to know about the connection. I, well, what I if can't she knows imagine... the madam and she knows that the madam sees the captain? Maybe, but I can't imagine that that would be like common knowledge that the captain of the police force is with a madam. That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. maybe, but I feel like that's a little bit of it's a stretch. It's a day of, bold, of bold predictions. I know, it's true. It is a bold <laughs> prediction. Well, but it... it Charlie definitely did, does not know that the captain's dating her. Terry and the lieutenant know. Right. But they're the only ones, it seems, so far. Because they were the ones at dinner with him and her. Right, but she night. would... Yeah. If she knew 
then she would know Charlie would ask the captain. Now it's getting a little convoluted, but I'm just saying maybe <laughs> maybe this was her plan all along. Maybe she thought that Charlie would take care of her, and she's just. I mean, maybe she's already at the house. Maybe yeah, the, the, she's seen the captain come in, and what, so she. Or maybe, maybe the she, madam has told her to get closer with yeah. him. Like there's all different things. Or maybe that has nothing to do with it, and she just clearly want just blanket wants him to take care of her in general. True, and, and just the madam thing is a coincidence. Very you know? true. Because I think she. You, she could have seen that from his first interactions with her, of first, very first inner, you know, interaction, trying to get her, give her the advice to get away, then going to get the money, beating up that guy. Like clearly, she could tell mm-hmm. that, like Anna said, she can read men, so she could tell that he's the type of guy that wants to help her. She got what she wanted. Uh, and somebody who, uh, this other woman on the other side of track, I don't know exactly what she does want, but she seems pretty smug about it, so I feel like she's getting it, whatever it is, is Bernadette. Welcome into the picture, Bernadette. I have no idea why you're here, and I am fascinated by your character. I have a bold Sh- prediction, but I feel like I'm going to save it for predictions. Yeah, oh, good. Because like that's the, only, like yeah. the way we do the show. Is it just me, or did she remind you a lot of Teresa, like, looks-wise? Um, they were both, like, tan, That's brunette. who I thought it was at first. Oh, interesting, interesting. Um, no, I, not exactly, but I could see what you're saying. Um, but I really thought this was a fascinating thing, that she was... With Vince, um, that she's related to Moose, the the whole tie-in. But then, by the end of the episode, we see that she won't touch Vince. She won't make out with a married man. Like, I felt like they had been having an affair for a long time, and that I, I was corrected. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they haven't ever slept together. Right. No, but that's the way that they made it seem. Right. You know, when she's like... Kept saying, well, you need to take me out. You need to take me out. Take me out for a proper date. Yeah. But then she gets in his car, and I'm like, all right, maybe she's one of those girls who says that, but now she's going to go bang him in the car. But she didn't. Right. Um, and uh, the, I don't know. She she wants to be a mobster, she, but she isn't the kind of girl that will do this. She's got an interesting code. Uh, and people with interesting codes make for the best kind of character, so she's definitely on my radar in a big way right now. Well, yeah, because she even made a mention of... Um, or I think it was Vince that said something about her dad who run who ran the um is it a diner or a bar or whatever that she works the in seven days now. a week, the diner. Yeah, and she said, you know, I don't wanna do that, blah 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 blah. So clearly we know that she doesn't want like a normal life. Right. Right. And she also is sticking up for her uncle. Um, and she's standing by Moose, so who knows how closely she's working with him right now. Uh, but Moose, we've been talking about him for a while, and he was a huge part of tonight's episode because him and his son have been screwing these cops, and it seems to me like if you mess with these cops, you're messing with the wrong people. Uh, Terry's pissed. Yeah. Terry's yeah. pissed. He's talked to Vince about this a couple of times now. He said, Vince, listen, your dude Moose, not a good guy, totally burning us. And I predicted the other week that Vince was actually in on it with Moose. Tonight we see that he's not in on it, but he definitely is protecting Moose as much as he can. Well, they um, grew up together. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So he, uh, Moose is burning Vince though. He's like, listen, this has been going on for a month. Vince was like, cut the crap. This has been going on for five months. I know the deal. Then yes. Moose is like, oh, well, maybe. I'm like, come on, Moose. Like, you can't, you can't fool him. Um, so I was, I was really proud of Vince actually that he did allow Terry to come in. He didn't have a choice, but he had Terry come in and he did have at least Moose empty his pockets. Seems like Vince for now is on Terry's side. Yeah. yeah. 
or yeah, has the appearance of. Uh, there were a couple of things with this that I really appreciated. First of all, that face off between Terry and Sal or Moose or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, <laughs> I just felt like it was such a powerful scene, and we we learned or it was reinforced the code of ethics of what is and isn't okay. And and Terry says, you know the rules. We have not changed them on you. You play by the rules or you don't play, bottom line. And after they leave, uh, Vince says something, uh, you know, come on, like, tell me you never cut one of those Irish guys a break. And and Terry's like, no, not when it comes to money. Absolutely not. So I love that. Like, we're, we're very clear on... What uh, the rules are. Yeah. So so never with money. Like, maybe we'll let you go in this situation, that situation, bend, bend the rules here and there, but not when it comes to money. You because pay, that's you why pay. they're in on this. That's the only reason that they're doing illegal things is because he wants to make money. He wants to work for his family. He wants to get them out of this apartment, whatever it is. So when it comes to money, he's got his code. Um, I agree. I love that scene. I thought it was awesome. And it's interesting that Vince... What I mean, maybe it's just because it was his friend, but that Vince wasn't as hard on the situation, right? So, you guys want to make money always. Uh, I don't know anybody who says no to that question. I know. Well, you know what? A really good way to potentially make millions of dollars is. I don't know, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. I hope so. I am. <laughs> Sign up for DraftKings. That was an awkward throw, but um, <laughs> DraftKings is one of. Actually, no. It is the best fantasy football site out there because, you guys, you do a weekly fantasy football team. So let's say you had Tony Romo this past week. He got injured. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stick with Tony Romo for the rest of the season. You can get a new team each week. There's a chance to win a million dollars every single week this season. I mean... I don't know how you could pass up on that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, we got to tell Terry all about this. Yeah, we should because... It's a little cleaner than going and roughing up some mobsters. Um, but because AfterBuzz is so great and we've partnered with all of these great sponsors, we help each other out. So we have a code, a promo code for DraftKings, Buzz, B-U-Z-Z, so you can play for a free shot at $1 million. Ooh, simple enough. Buzz. Very simple. Yes. So go to DraftKings.com, enter Buzz for free entry now. Awesome. That's uh, that's great. I'm I'm gonna tell Terry next time I see him. Hey, listen, you don't have to do illegal stuff anymore. You're gonna make money. When are you gonna see him next? Um, I I have a feeling we're gonna be seeing him in here very soon, guys. That's a great time to mention. We have some really awesome guests lined up for I think from now until the end of the season. This is ten episode season. There's somebody coming in every single week. Um. Hopefully including the creator of the show, all of your favorite characters. Uh, so it, it's really exciting. I can't wait for them to join and, and talk with us. We're going to pick their brains and get all the information you want. And when we do that, we'll, of course, we'll ask you guys for questions. You can submit them in and let us know via Twitter and whatnot. Yeah, always, always. Which is really cool. Okay, so I want to keep talking about Terry here, though, because he really was the through line of this whole episode. And he is getting it done tonight. Like, yeah. I felt like he was really on a mission not to not to find out who murdered Mr. O because I think he has a pretty good idea what's going on, but just to talk to everybody and like work on this murder because now two more people have turned up dead. He is a cop. He can't ignore this. He's going around. So one of the people he goes to talk to a bunch of people. One of the people he goes to talk to is Mr. Patton. Uh, th- these two actors are so amazing, but anytime they're in the mm-hmm. same room together, I'm like, 
this is a face-off of all face-offs. I I just feel like one of them is going to grab a whiskey glass and, like, smash it over the other one's head or something. But they both have that kind of, like, creepy, calm demeanor where it's like their face-offs are eerie because they're both just so... Cool. Well, this one was you in know, a car. Like, it was like nobody was escaping. Yeah. Nobody's t- saying anything. But then they're both just like lips are sealed. Well, that was awesome. They both are convinced that they have the upper hand and they're both right in a way. Like they each have the upper hand in their own world. And so, you know, they make, uh, they make for interesting foils for each other. It's, it's really, I, I love watching it. Yeah. It's been great. Um, and then, Terry, who doesn't get the information from Mr. Patton, moves on. We've seen him have a lot of informants. He's not used to hearing the word no. Um, so he goes and he talks to somebody who I guess isn't one of his normal informants, uh, and somebody he was trying to avoid working with earlier on, but Duffy. No, no, we've seen Duffy. No, I, I know we've seen Duffy, okay. but what do you mean? He wasn't an, an, an informant. One of his Terry. normal. He like Terry's, just... Terry's got all of his informants that he's used okay. and le- earlier in the season, um, I think it was Sean that wanted Terry to bring Duffy into the fold, and Terry was like, no. Tonight he's come to a place where he finally has yeah. to. Yeah. Um, okay. And so he brings Duffy in, um, and he's like, listen, you're going to do this. You're going to go find, you're going to go get in with, uh, with Rusty's Rusty. crew, and you're going to figure this out for me. So do that or go back to jail. Doesn't give him much of a choice. So Duffy goes and does that. He gets in with Rusty's crew, or he tries. He's not smooth at all. He asks questions right off the bat. Rusty sends him out looking for Richie. Richie's nowhere to be found. Well, Russ, this is also an interesting connection that I didn't know about, but Rusty, I guess, apparently had given Duffy's father his word that he would look after Duffy. Right. So, And I don't know when that happened, because he just got out of jail. Everybody's just getting out of jail, so I don't... (laughs) Yeah, my... No sort of ties are going on. We don't know the dad. We don't know Duffy's dad exactly. We know that Duffy grew up with Sean, and we know that Duffy's dad is also Deirdre's dad, but we don't know the dad. So that could play into really interesting because we hear Deirdre talking to Sean about the fact that he doesn't care that his dad died. She seems really touchy about that. So now I wonder what her situation like with her dad is or what Duffy's situation with his dad is. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, all, all interesting. It sounded like Duffy's dad was dead. Um, and that's why he gave his word or something yeah. along those lines. And then it's Duffy's game, one or one of the many games that have been shut down. And so, so Rusty says, you go and you find Kane and... I'll get you your game back. Right. And he hears that Kane's out of town. Right. Kane's dodged. Um, he's, and I know that Kane's got to be coming back at some point. So now we're just kind of like sitting here holding our breath waiting. I mean, that's going to be a huge blowout. Uh, but that's not the only person he goes to talk to. He also talks to his friend, uh, Badalina. So Badalina's like, listen, not my problem, not my case. Don't care about Mr. O. Don't care about your uncle. Don't know why you care. Don't call me again until we're getting lunch on my side of town. Um, until the end of the episode where he actually has to call and say, all right, now I have to care about this because there's more dead bodies like yeah. on my side of town. He's now. like, yep. he's like, oh, I don't want to deal with this, but like, all right, I got to, I guess. Um, so he's an interesting character too. It's another person to be invested in. After all these people he's been running around with, though, Terry's running around from person to person, his dad finally calls and his dad's like, you're not doing anything. And instead of Terry being like, yes, I am, he's like, I don't care about this. That was interesting to me. Did anybody else find it strange that Terry, who had been running around all day dealing with this, didn't say to his dad that he was working on it? 
Well, he just said that he had his own family stuff that he was dealing with because he was right in the middle of things with his son. Um, but he could have said so many things to get his dad off his back. Like, I talked to this person today, I talked to this person. He didn't say any of that. I don't think... I think he just... It didn't cross his mind. He was just thinking about his kid and was like, you know, I don't have time to explain this to you right now. I don't... I don't know. Are you reading more into it than that? Yeah. Um, I... I agree with you, Roxy, because I have the same feeling. Uh, and I find there are people in my life where I know no matter what I say, they're going to continue to argue with me. So I usually just end up saying, maybe you're right. Yeah, because it's not right. good enough no matter what so you do. It doesn't do. matter what you say. So I think that's probably the relationship that he has with his father. Like, why? He's playing the Aunt K card. Like, come on. You know, so... So I, I just imagine that uh, Terry has, I don't know, always been a disappointment to the father or just it's, it's never good enough. And so he just kind of knows at this point, like, just say whatever and end this conversation. I could totally see that. But the way that I interpreted it was that he knows he's going to get to the bottom of this and he's going to bury it. So he doesn't want his dad to know how close he is and who he's talking to because he doesn't want there to be an all-out war. And he's going to figure out who killed Mr. O and how it happened, and then he's going to bury the whole story. That's more likely. Yeah, uh, I think you're right. I, I don't know if it's true, but if if my dad called me and was like, you don't care, da, 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 I feel like at one point I would be like, what do you mean I don't care? I'm dealing with my family right now. I was dealing with this all day. I went and I talked to Mr. Patton. I talked to Duffy. I talked to Badalina. I was at this bar. I was doing, like, yeah. I would say something to stick up for myself because he's like that... He's that kind of guy who does stand up for himself. So I think he's got another another thing up his sleeve or something going on there. Uh, just just a quick thought. I did feel bad for the dad though. The dad the dad was really sad. It was it was kind of a sweet moment, <laughs> to for lack of better words. I like guess not sweet, but he, yeah. he was just like you don't care. And it, I mean, it's his brother. I guess yeah. it's a big deal. They made a promise to the wife. Okay, so all of that happens, and and then we are like, all right, we're we got to move on from the Mister O situation. Uh, we got to start talking to the captain, and we're gonna we're gonna work with the captain. Um, and we're talking to the captain who's concerned about many different things. The captain's concerned about what's going on with Charlie. Um, the captain concerned about what's going on with Vince. The captain doesn't want to actually deal with any of the problems himself. He just kind of wants to tell Terry, listen, you got to deal with these. Yeah, what does the captain do? What does the lieutenant do? I feel like Terry's running everything. Yeah. yeah. They they tell Terry what to do, I guess. I guess. But Terry doesn't get bossed around really well. Terry's the head of the public morals division. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And Terry's the head of his own family. And what does that mean? I guess that means dealing with drunk 13-year-old James. He got so abusive with James. He's always abusive with him. He calls him a moron and an idiot and all this stuff. I guess that's one way to deal with it, but clearly it's not working. No, cause Well, maybe that's how his dad spoke to him. Maybe. And that's all he knows is because usually when, when it comes to parenting, you parent the way your parents parented you. Yeah. I mean, sound redundant or anything. No, but, but if no, that's no, how the uncle true. was treating Sean, maybe right. that's how the dad is treating him. It's absolutely true. But I want to see Christine be like, hey, Terry, watch it. That's our son. Like, instead of just yelling at him, why don't we actually try to actively make a difference? She did kind of when they first had that issue with him. And I think, was it the first or the second episode? Yeah. She kind of told him to stop talking to him like that. Eventually. But, yeah, but it wasn't... She's like, he feels bad enough, you know. But it wasn't really, I think, um, 
reciprocated. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that this family right now, they're, they're alluding to something. The issues that are going on are going to become bigger issues. I think Terry loves Christine very much. I think he loves his family very much. And I think if he doesn't watch himself, he's about to lose his family. He, he needs to pay more attention to them and less attention to all the other things that are going on. Um, okay, so before we wrap up, I know that Anna had an amazing prediction. I want to get your guys' predictions in general. So let's get to some of those. Okay. And now, you're after Okay. Oh, your whisper is so creepy. I, uh, <laughs> I have two predictions. Uh, one prediction, this is, I've predicted this before, but, uh, I'm thinking Shay is, is definitely working for the FBI. He has like a bigger sort of long game going on. Um, Sal's on the phone. Um, Sal's on the phone. Uh, Vince is on the phone and he said, uh, something like, I've always done right by you. I've always done the right thing by you. And Shay just sort of like looks over. Like he's, he's being very aware of what's going on with everybody else. And he just seems hyper aware. Anyway. Uh, oh, I completely agree. And he's like, go do something. And Shay's like, oh, okay. Like what? Yeah. No. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, and then, uh, I think Bernadette kills Vince. That's my bold prediction. Um, so when he says, what do you want from me? When, when he was like, so why'd you come in the car? Like just, uh, to enjoy my charm and my company. And she was like, something like that. After she just got done saying that she wants to be a mobster and she wants to be more involved and um, saying that her uncle's not happy. and You she- think that Moose... Uh, told her that you gotta oh or she thinks I'm gonna do this so my uncle lets me in yeah wow that's a good prediction Anna but is that a long game or is that like she's killing him tonight I'm surprised it didn't happen tonight oh wow holy crap good one very good one alright Tina Cap you gave us some throughout but anything else well I'm wondering when we're gonna see uh, Aunt Kay and Rusty again Mm. because that I don't think that was all we're gonna see from their whatever we think the relationship is. Yeah, we got we definitely have to learn more about why Rusty did the murder and it can't just be because he's a loose cannon. I think he definitely Yeah, so hopefully we can find out a little bit more about that next episode. But right. clearly we see a standoff with Austin, uh, Austin that's his the actor's actual name. Uh Sean and Terry and the bar And the bartender. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Dude, this yeah. poor bartender has gotten wrapped up in something he has no idea what it is. Um and the other I don't this isn't even a prediction but I was talking to Anna about this. The girl that's the granddaughter of Mr. Patton. Yeah. She's got to be coming back in some capacity. Um uh, she took his money. Do we find her at the the whorehouse? I don't know. There's, there's yeah, got, she's got to be looped in somehow. I've thrown out that maybe she was the other hooker that right. night. So maybe, maybe. maybe. yeah, because we still don't know who that the other one was. We got yeah. a lot of loose ends. We got a lot of tying them up to do. Um, and we have five episodes left this season. We got some great guests coming on. So make sure you keep tuning in every single week, and make sure throughout the week you can talk to our hosts, Tina Cap. Where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Tina Cap. You can follow me at Copple from A-R-K O P P E L F O R. I'm A Y O R. You can uh, you guys can find me <laughs> at Roxy Stryer. You can find us at AfterBuzz TV, AfterBuzzTV.com, YouTube.com slash AfterBuzz TV on iTunes, on SoundCloud, or you can find us back here by watching us live and joining the conversation. So we love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in every week. We love public morals, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 